And there have been calls for him to feature more often from certain Schalke fans. There's actually a free Katuchu movement on Twitter. That is a fabulous goal! Oh my goodness! Class Jan Hunter! in play! Oh, what a goal! What a magnificent, absolutely stupendous strike! Blau und weiß ein Leben lang. Hallo meine Leute, wie geht's? Willkommen zum das einzige Schalker Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalker Podcast worldwide. This is Schalke America and I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Schalke fans are some of the most passionate fans in the world, many of whom speak English. This pod aims to bring you the latest from the Royal Blues, Talk to the English-speaking fans of the club, get their point of view across, and bring you game highlights. Joining me on this show is co-host Jack Mangan. Happy Victory Monday for your Red Stars, at least, not for uh, our Royal Blues. How are you doing this Monday? Hello, cherished listeners. Strap in, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Listen, <clears throat> I had to sit through two weeks of an international break, which I don't know if you've been paying attention at all recently, but international breaks aren't that fun. Lately, if you're a supporter of the U.S. men's national team, not exactly my favorite time of the calendar, anytime we step away from that, had to endure one of the worst performances in recent memory, a 2-0 loss to Canada. Canada! Perennial soccer powerhouse, Canada. And all I wanted throughout that entire time was just to be reunited with my beloved Schalke. That's what I wanted. And then I find myself... Sunday morning, with a game right in front of me, a chance to go top of the table for the first time in what, like 10 years? And what happens? A 2-0 loss to a surging but middling Hoffenheim team. What are we doing? Do we not want to qualify for the Champions League? Do we not want to go top of the table? Does anybody want to win this league? Bayern doesn't want to win this league. What is this? Dortmund like handed this on a silver platter to us probably just because they wanted to take it away from us next week at the Derby because that'd be funny for them. I don't care how we got there. I would have just loved to be top of the table for a bit. And we dominate the game. Not dominate, but you know, first half and then 70 minutes and then we lose on two counterattack goals. For the love of all that is holy, can we free Ahmed Katuchu? David Wagner, I love you and happy birthday by the way last week. But I can't I can't do this anymore, man. We've had eight games of this now. Eight games of Guido Bergschaller in the starting lineup. Pretty much every time, right? Consistently. I think I think every game. Zero goals. And it's not just the lack of goal scoring. There's other stuff too. And I, I I'm I'm tired of like the excuses. I don't want to hear about the pressing. I don't want to hear about, you know, the work rate. I don't want to hear about anything. This we, we got we gotta change something up. I I I can't do this. Like David Wagner, please, for the emotional and physical well being of a young man from Chicago land that you've never met half the world away. Please. Can we can we not do the Bergstauer thing at least for one week? Just just give me a break. I do not want to go into the derby with Guido Bergstauer up top. I mean, I I love what I'm seeing from the team this year. It's better than I expected. It's been great. But I mean, before the international break against Cologne, we blow that game, which was a chance to go top of the table. And now Hoffenheim, once again, it's it's handed to us. And we blow that. And, and it's like, you're not even surprised that we blew it because it's just what we do. 
It was the least surprising thing on the planet. Anyway, good evening, Richard. How are you? Amen, brother. Amen, brother. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm better now that I heard you say that. Um, you, you were able to eloquently speak what I wanted to say, but probably could mess up right away. So, uh, yeah, I feel 100% the same way you do. Um, I'm frustrated, too, you know, uh, equally with the, with the U.S. men's national team, but then, you know, hoping to see Shalka do something great. Again, this is the second time, I think, this season where we had an opportunity to go top of the table and blew the game. Uh, first game we drew, uh, which, isn't, which isn't that bad, but this game we absolutely choked. I mean, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, I think we dominated the first half, um, probably the first 70 minutes of the game. But then, obviously, when Bibu came on, uh, he changed the dynamic of the game and nothing we could do about it. I mean, he undressed our defense on that first goal. And then, you know, obviously with the, with the, with the second um, I don't know what we're doing. I agree with you. I mean, free Katuchu. I mean, the movement has got to keep going. I mean, bring him on in the 80th minute, and then we're down 2 nothing, and you bring a defender on. Um, a lot of Arsenal fans are laughing at us, tweeting at us, saying, hey, hey, now you know how we feel. So, um, yeah, it's 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 head-scratching. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of blame to go around, but I think you know, it, it – I mean, we know where it starts, and we know where it needs to end, and it's Bergstaller needs to – Go to the bench, come off the bench. I think he'll be more useful in that capacity because I think with I agree with you. We're going to play a team that in Dortmund that is fast all the way around from back to front. You need speed up there. And I'm sorry to go all angry, ranting, talking head sports guy off the bat because, like I said, in, in fairness, pretty good start to the season. There's only two points separating top of the table from ninth place at the moment. That's how crazy this Bundesliga season has been. Yeah. But the fact remains, we're in seventh place. And we could be in first. And we've blown consecutive chances to jump up there, and it's very frustrating. Because, I mean, long ways to go yet, very early in the campaign still. But, you know, when you have teams all around you dropping points, you got to take advantage of it. Freiburg lost for the first time this season, so I'm like, here we go, look, we got a chance. And Bayern drew Augsburg. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's like it's like no one wants this thing. Yeah, and and just consecutive consecutive match days where where Schalke does something like this is just, it's just yeah it's frustrating. And then I mean we could not get a a sniff of a shot on target in this one. And I mean I'm not trying to be like reductive to the to the to the point where it's like you know Bergstaller starting is is the only thing that's wrong and the only I mean like these no. kind of things these kind of things happen, but like. The finishing at times has been absolutely abysmal, and particularly in a game where you don't have Suat Serdar due to injury. Suat Serdar, who has been one of the more dangerous-looking players in attack, like I mean, you, you need you need something else going on up there. I mean, this eight-game experiment I think has run its course, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm ready for a change. I, I don't I don't hate Bergstaller. I'm not out on him entirely. I think there's a role for him to play in this team. But can we just take a break from it for for a bit and, and give somebody else a look? Give Benito Raman another look. I don't care. Yeah. Preferably Katuchu, but somebody. And I mean, I, I tweeted this out. I'm I'm jumping the gun here a little bit, but I mean, I tweeted this out in the middle of the game. You know, Bergstaller is not playing particularly well, which shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. And all we want is a, is a, is a Katuchu for Bergstaller substitution. And, and Richard, what do we get? <laughs> we do not get that. We get Uth from Matando. I mean, what? Which nobody asked for. Literally, no one. Like, no one wanted that. Matando, I thought would have been good with his pace to be keeping the game, but 
and I'm not trying to shower praise on Matano for what he did, but like I, I think he was better than Bergstaller in that game. Yeah, more live. I mean, uh, it is. Uh, yeah, it's. It's not great. It's not great. It's not. It's uh. It's uh, head scratching. I mean, and then we were not only you know. It looked like we had the majority of possession for most of that game, but we weren't doing anything with it. No shots, like you said. And then comes on a player, Bibu, that we act like we didn't even know he got on the pitch and could not mark him what to, to save our lives. I mean, the way he undressed the team on that first goal uh, should never have happened. I mean, he made, he made Mascarell fall. Alexander, uh, Alessandro Schoff didn't even back check. Um, it was just a church play there all together. And then, and then Bibu getting the goal at the end. What were we doing defensively all of a sudden? We just collapsed at the end, and I mean, obviously, Stambouli was dead tired, but it was still a terrible attempt at a at a, a, a to get the ball before Bibu. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's. I mean, they were not. Hoffenheim did not set up to pressure us too aggressively. They literally the did nothing until the seventieth minute. I mean, they 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 were kind of setting up in sort of a mid block. They weren't really making that much of an effort to jump into the passing lanes to pressure the ball carry. They were just kind of letting us do our thing. And they let us, for 70 minutes, tire ourselves out, running around the final third, trying to get a shot on target to no avail. And they just sat there and waited. And then, as you say, they make a substitution. And suddenly, our legs are gone, and theirs aren't because they really haven't done much. And suddenly, it's counterattack, 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 and they get two goals out of it. And you know there's Schalke players falling down all around. I mean, I mean, uh, it's. I, I, I'm not saying we played great in that game, but played pretty well in the first half. And I, I just don't, I just don't understand how how the final score in this game after watching that thing is is two nil. It's absurd. Yeah, it should not have been. I mean, the way we were dominating the possession wise, at least. Um, Hoffenheim did nothing. I mean, they did nothing for a majority of that game. And then, like you said, they made that substitution, and all of a sudden they're, they got full of energy. We're dead. We're dead tired, and they go and they just dismantle us. Um, it, was a, it was a tale of two games, really. And uh, unfortunately for us, um, the, the the end score is 2 nothing for a loss to us, uh, a shocking loss, really, to all, all the fans watching because we thought, hey, everyone's, hey, we got a chance to go to the top of the Bundesliga, at least get a draw on this one. And no, nothing fell flat on our face in and uh, in, in poor fashion, really. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, I guess it's better to get it out now instead of at the derby. But, but man, you don't want to go to derby in this kind of this kind of uh, mood, I guess. Or uh, yeah, it, I don't know if if the stats I'm looking at are, are are correct. There might be different stats elsewhere, but I'm looking at 11 shots, one shot on target. Yeah, had more possession, had more opportunities. Had more corners in this one, and everything but shoot on target. Yeah, it. it I don't know. It, I, I. I'm at a loss for words at this point. I mean, we've scored some goals in other games. We haven't. We haven't been terrible. And like I said, I think offensively we've been significantly better this season than last season. It's been much more fluid. Uh, but at some point, you you have to have a guy up top. Who's capable of scoring goals for you? Yeah, eight eight games, and nothing, and hasn't looked particularly convincing like he's going to in any of them. I mean, just like inexplicable misses and just and just a ah oh, man. And here's the other thing about Bergstahl. While I'm on, I mean, it's not just it's not just the missed shots. It's the completely pointless like 
side foot and back heel flicks that he tries to do. And like, if you can't score goals, do some hold up play. Turn your back to goal, show for the ball, receive it, hold somebody off with your physicality because you have it, and then lay it off to a teammate. What is this like back heel side flick nonsense? The second a ball comes into him. Well, what was that play where he got the ball? Someone fed, I think it was Harit fed it to him, and he goes around the goalie, and instead of passing it to two guys in front of the net, he tries to chip it over the goalie on the goal line. I was like, Come There's on. another one, and that's the other thing. Is like Bergstaller is notorious for any time he doesn't get the ball in and around the box, he's making a scene about it, and he is consistently like the worst decision maker <laughs> when he has the ball in the box and, and like refuses or like fails to find other teammates. That's a, Yeah, that's a perfect example. He gets the ball kind of on the right side of the box near the end line. Turns around and he has, I think it's John Joe Kenny and somebody else. Yeah. Like running into the box unmarked. Like you lay a ball off to him, they're going to have a whack at it. And probably it's a high percentage shot, maybe a goal. And he just turns and tries, to, yeah, chips. I don't know what that was. I don't know if he was trying to replicate. He was. You know, the, the yeah. goal he scored in the Champions League last season where he had that ridiculously tight angle or something. But, I mean. Ugh. All right, let's 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 move on from Bergstaller. I've, I've... Okay, well, let's talk about uh, the fact that Mr. Uh, Katucha came out on the 80th minute, um, way too late for to bring on an attacking substitution like that. Uh, yeah, you're gonna say Uth came in earlier, but uh, really, that's way too late to bring on uh, a guy like Katucha. I mean, we all know what he can do, and you're giving him 10 minutes to, to try to score a goal. That's not good enough. He needs to come on before that first goal came in. Yeah, I mean, even if you're—I mean, now I'm back to talking about Bergstahl again. Even <laughs> if you're even even if you're committed to the idea that he and and the qualities he brings are, are so vital to the system that you want to play and the kind of things that you want to do on the pitch, that he has to start your games because you think it's going to make the entire team better. And even if he's not scoring the goals, you're not going to create nearly as many opportunities as a team without him on the pitch. Even if you're committed to that idea. Which, fine, I'll, I'll grant you that possibility. When it's 0-0 in the 60th minute, in the 65th minute, in the 70th minute, you need to make a sub. And the sub is not Mark Oot for the other striker. It's you take Guido Bergstaller off the pitch. I'm sorry. You, you, you have to have a plan B. And the plan B is not bringing on Katuchu when you're down a goal in the 80th minute. The game has already changed at that point. Now you're trying to claw your way back, and ten minutes is not enough time for this kid. I mean, you gotta you gotta give him a little bit more of a bite of the cherry yeah. in this one. You gotta give him a larger percentage of the game. It's it's not it's not fair to like this kid is chopping at the bit, ready to go, and it's not fair to then give him his opportunities in in ten minute samples. Like you you gotta like I mean give I mean I don't know. It's it's frustrating, that, and that Oot substitution pissed me off too. Because once again, like what what did Oot do? Nothing. Maybe I'm just not watching the games correctly, which is a completely valid possibility. I mean, that's I mean, I'm not trying to claim that I am some phenomenal analyst here, but like so many times when he comes into the game, I look back and I'm like, can I remember a single play that he contributed to positively? Like, what did he do out there for the better part of the second half? Yeah, unreal. And a lot of our listeners were tweeting at us and saying, you know, we need to go out in January and get a striker. And I'm, and I'm like, we got a striker. We just need to play him. He's been coming on the pitch at, with ten minutes to go in the game. That's not enough time for him. And I get if you want to do the use the striker that you have right now, 
but that, this would have been the perfect game with you know Serdar out with McKinney out, getting some influence up there in attack and put Katuchu instead of Kalajiri, because um, Kalajiri didn't do anything in the game as well. And it, at least you would have had you know Harit out there with Katuchu and Ramatando. Maybe they could have uh, played with Bergsteller somehow and, and found a goal that way. But I mean, Katuchu would have got shots off at least. Uh, had you bought, started him in the game, so I don't know. It's it's frustrating because every game, every week, despite the results, it seems the same story we're talking about, and it's head scratching to both of us. We don't get it. It seems obvious to everyone in the world, but the person making the decision. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I mean, so starting with the first half, though, like I don't know where you where you want to jump in here, but do you want to just do the lineups real quick since we've already talked about this for fifteen minutes without doing that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's my I mean, fault. I, I got I, I got ahead of us here. No, no, that's fine. I mean, it was it was definitely warranted. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we go in the lineups. Uh, first, we go with the host. With the host, with the yeah, the host. Um, and goal Bauman, who had a shaky game, didn't help us out. Uh, in defense, I had Posh, uh, Akpoguma, Hubner, um, Skoy, and then in the midfield, I had Volkt, who's you know their captain. He also plays defense. Uh, could be a part of the back five, really. Uh, Kaiserbeck, old friend Rudy Geiger, Kramerich, who was quiet for most of the game until uh, Bebu came in, and then Adamayan. Um, but the really the big substitution that came in the 70th minute was, uh, or 45th minute, excuse me, Bebu, when he came in the game, the team really took off. Um, there was nothing really in that lineup that really scared me, though. I, coming into this game, I saw it and I said, okay, Kramerich was excellent last year and year before, but this year he's been quiet. Um, Rudy, I'm not going to be worried about Rudy, but there's no one there on that team that really scared me. I don't know about you, but I was not threatened by Hoffenheim. I thought, okay, this is a good opportunity for us, and we started off great. Yeah, Bauman, not the best keeper in the Bundesliga. Vogt, good player. Kramerch, good player. Sebastian Rudy, who, who the hell knows? Um, Kajajajbek, you know, like him, decent player. And that's it. I mean, you're right. You don't look at that lineup. It doesn't. It doesn't strike fear in your heart going into enemy territory at Hoffenheim facing yes, that they, facing that they team beat Byron shoot. last week but I mean before the break but you know like like you said last time Byron had majority of the possession they just beat him a couple counter punches and kind of what they did to us clearly it's a winning formula yeah, for him yeah, that, I mean yeah I don't know well looking at our lineup uh Nubel obviously in, in in the net back four same back four of Kenny Stambouli Sané and Ochipka Midfield was different this time. You had Mascarell and Alexander Schoff um, doing the holding midfielder, and then you had Harit, um, Matondo, and Caligiri up top, and then Burksteller leading the way. <sighs> I mean, yeah. So he goes. He goes with the four-four-two diamond again. Yeah. With Matondo Burksteller partnership up top, and why not? It works so well against RB Leipzig. Whatever. Uh, Mascarell at the base, as we mentioned earlier, Weston McKinney and Suat Serdar both out. With injuries, I believe with Serdar was maybe like an adductor or something. McKinney, I think, is maybe a little bit more short term. It sounded like he was potentially close to playing. They just did it because he had just come back from international break, kind of a cautious thing. Um, but yeah, he, he decides to to go with the diamond and then plays Caligiuri and Shuff respectively as like the right and left mids in that diamond, which I thought was interesting. Just because I, I mean. I guess I get that for Shuff a little more. I'm not convinced that that's a great role all the time for Caligiuri. Right. Um, 
But anyway, so then the Harid at the number 10 in behind, and he's obviously given a lot of license, a lot of creative license to kind of go wherever he wants on the pitch. Sometimes he's dropping all the way deep to be the one who receives the ball from the center backs to kickstart possession and then take it all the way up. I mean, he just he kind of goes where he wants, which I'm totally fine with. Uh, but yeah, once again, it's 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 Guido Bergstaller, not a huge fan. Um, good to see Schuff in the lineup. It is his first start of the season. Yeah. Just, just to kind of welcome him, him back. I know he's had some injury trouble and, you know, he's an extremely hardworking player, great stamina. Um, and on his day is, you know, is a, is a decent player. You know, he's an Austrian national, um, team member here and there. Uh, Calagiri, as we've well documented on this podcast, not the greatest start to the season. Um, but you know, a very important player for us over the last couple of seasons. So I'm never like overly disappointed to see him in there yeah and, and some key players on the bench that obviously um we would have liked to start but you know at least or at least have more of an impact in the game um some players like ramen like you mentioned um obviously katuchu bujaleb we haven't even heard, got a sniff of him this year and Merkan. so um it's curious with those youngsters i mean i, I get that you want to bring them on slowly but matando is what 19 so i don't that theory is thrown out the window you know mckinney's 2021 20, so uh, I don't know. It's in the lineup. Frustrating. Another another impressive uh, bench performance from Barcelona wonder kid Juan Miranda. Yeah, right. <laughs> who is here for I don't know what reason, but anyway. Yeah, he might be gone by January this, at this pace, you know. So yeah, we'll see. Zero appearances. Yeah, and um, no, I mean the team did fairly well to begin the game. Uh, they were creating a lot of chances, just not scoring or not or not getting any shots on target they were you know moving the ball nicely they looked the more dangerous of the two teams uh in the first half for sure like i said half time just sat back looked like they had no interest in attacking a couple chances here and there but for the most part it was this shaka trying to trying to create a lot of passes good stuff but yeah, that final third was was lacking there and uh the one thing i noticed uh harit was back to his old ways of you know getting the ball and then getting fouled. I mean, Hoffenheim had a plan of going after him and taking him down, like every team does in the league when he's on on his game and um it was it was no lack of that in this game. I thought I mean, I probably counted like a handful, two handfuls of time where he just got nailed down in the first half alone. Yeah. I mean, he was his usual uh lively self for sure. Uh I, I thought I mean, as I mentioned, I don't think Hoffenheim was really putting in that much effort on the defensive end. Uh, so maybe some of this is affected by that. But I thought I thought Schalke was pretty good in the first half. I thought we had some some nice passing moves, um, a number of line breaking passes, which I thought was really promising. Um, a couple from John Joe Kenny in particular would just kind of pick his head up and, and play a low driven ball, or maybe like a you know cross field diagonal or something. Like it's past two lines of Hoffenheim defenders. And puts us in a good position. Uh, I really liked seeing that. I thought there was some good movement off the ball. A lot of people, you know, showing for the ball, making themselves available, um, which is which is promising as as well. It wasn't it wasn't stagnant up front, um, and we had some nice some nice looking moves, some slick stuff. As you said, it just for some reason on Sunday when we got into the final third, the final pass wasn't there. You know, the the, the weight on a ball was just a little bit too heavy. Uh, you know, it just some some small margins not allowing us to get the kind of volume on frame that we needed in this one. And a player I kind of want to talk about, um, this guy I kind of railed on 
uh, in the beginning after your rant. Uh, Stambouli with an atrocious play he had in the second half, but I thought he started the game very well. Um, he really kind of up until that, up until the second half, I thought he really was like a, he kind of stepped up this season. I mean, he he's been a common influence, especially in this game. Like whenever he had the ball at his feet and pressures on him, he was he was calm about it, making you know the right moves, the right feints to get open and and, and get the ball away. Um, didn't seem like he was uh, nervous at all and. I thought it was very common for the back four to have him back the way he was, uh, just trying to slow things down and not trying to get trying to be hectic like everyone else. Um, so, like I said, that was I was gonna give him, ready to give him praise this podcast, and then he made that that un uncalled play that he should have never attempted um, going for that ball for Bibu and and where Bibu ended up scoring the goal. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I mean at least the way he started the first half or started the game. You can see why he's been in the back four so often. He's getting, he seems to be growing more, more confident. But um, I got, I can't back him up on what he did in the second half. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's presumably why he's one of the the two in the center back pairing, right? Is because of his his ball skills and his ability yeah. to help kickstart possession on the back. It's 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 not you would think because he is one of the two best defenders in the team. Um, I would be surprised if that was the case when you're talking about Kaubach and the Stasage as well. Um, and maybe he somehow has become that without us knowing. But I think if you look at the second second half, you'll see that once again he's not necessarily the best in one on one situations, uh, which has kind of always been the case. He's more of a guy that can can play help defense, if you will. To use like a basketball term, right? Um, right. Com- comes in off the side and pokes a ball away, like you know a timely intercept, you know, interception or something. Uh, when he's reading it, but when he's when he's getting back down, or when he's kind of in a one-on-one, that's not his strong suit, uh, and that was an issue later in the game. But yeah, I would agree. I thought he had, I thought he had a decent start. I thought, like I said, I thought Schalke had a decent start to this match. I thought we we were fairly comfortable and and the significantly better team in the first forty-five. I think I've, I find it kind of odd, and it, and then I guess I didn't think about it till now. But really, we have two defensive midfielders playing center back. I mean, Sané, when he was a handover, he played for the most part as a defensive midfielder, holding six. And Sambuli, obviously, is a midfielder. I mean, they're doing they're doing well back there for the most part. But um, it's just an interesting. I mean, obviously, Sané's got the size to be a defender, uh, and got the and then got the pace. But it, it just that's just curious to me. Um, anyway, so yeah, the, the, it went to halftime zero zero, obviously, and I was confident going into halftime. I thought we did well. I was hoping we would regroup. Um, maybe bring on a an, an Ahmed Katuchu on there, but um, it was obviously not to be. The first substitution, like you mentioned, came and didn't come until the fifty seventh minute, and that was Uth from Matondo. Matondo, who was running around everywhere and doing fairly well, definitely the better of the two strikers in this game. Um, it was absolutely a weird substitution to me, and I know it was for you because again, I I saw your tweet out there, which is hilarious. I think I got a lot of hits on that because uh, it's true. Everyone, everyone in the world, sixty nine likes last time I checked. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone in the world thought Burkslaw was coming off for for anybody, Katuchu preferably, but you know whoever. And then it's Matondo for for Uth. So uh, certainly a head scratcher there. Um, I thought we had a golden opportunity in the 60th minute. Really, our only probably that's the one shot we had on, on goal. Uh, Bauman with a calamity of errors. The the wonderful goalkeeper that he is. Uh, it bounced all around the box. Burkslaw got it. Uh, he's in the box and he. I don't even know if it was a save. Was it even save or did he shoot it wide? It was just. If it's the one I'm I'm thinking of, it it might not be. Uh, yeah, th- this ball gets gets popped up in the air, 
And so Bauman takes a couple steps out. He doesn't run that far out, but he takes, you know, a, f- a few steps out to go and punch this thing. And it's coming straight down on him. And for whatever reason, he punches this thing sort of backwards and sideways. Yeah. Like, he, he, it's a, like he, he whiffs on it. It's a glance. And it falls to the kind of person you want your chances to fall to, of course, Guido Bergstaller. The kind of clinical finisher that, 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 that you hope those kind of loose balls fall to. And this ball bounces in front of him, and he just he attempts something of what, like a half volley on this thing to essentially an open net. And does he even make contact with the ball? Or does he just fall down? Maybe he fell down and hit it. I don't know. <laughs> he, might, he might have touched it. But, I mean, it, it was less contact than Bauman made on the ball, which should tell you everything you need to know considering it doesn't even make sense how that ball could have physically gotten to Burstaller. Yeah, I mean, just another, what, two, three-yard sitter? That I, I, honestly, I don't even think that registered as a shot. Yeah. I'm looking at the XG chart right now. I have it pulled up. I could be wrong, but if it's the play I'm thinking of, that was not even considered a shot. At least by you know, I'm, I'm looking at understat right now. It doesn't um, surprise me. Yeah, so I mean that that goes to show you that if he did make contact, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't enough contact for anyone to consider that to be an actual shot. So there you go. And um, if- yeah, go ahead. If it wasn't enough um, torture by watching the lack of uh, offensive ability in that in that game, I decided that I I had to watch the uh, Robert Lewandowski live time nine minutes five goals, um, and that did not help things because I see five goals in a nine minute span when uh, Berksler can't do it in five thousand minutes. So, shout out to Phil Bonney for the commentary. Yes, uh, on that loved. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a classic Bundesliga moment, regardless of uh, which team was was benefiting from it but uh great phil bonnie calling that if you haven't heard that go go back and watch that for sure and then while you're at it go back and listen to our podcast with phil bonnie on it it was a fantastic to have him on so classy guy classy guy um yeah uh and so the really the story of the game um just the game turned in the 71st minute uh bibu uh, he's he's been on since halftime he undressed four Schalke defenders uh he forces nubel to make a great save which it was Unfortunately, it goes directly to Kramerich point blank, and he's not going to miss from there, Jack. one nothing. the hosts take the lead. Schalke's inability to, in that final third, you know, came back and bit them once again. It's, it's happened several times this season. But the play, I, the person I disliked the most on this play was Alexander Schoff, like I mentioned earlier. He did not get back whatsoever defensively. He was just lightly jogging back the whole time. I'm like, what are you doing? Babu's going full speed, and you're just like, eh, just jogging back. So I was I was watching this game um, with my two brothers. Obviously, they weren't actively watching it as, as closely as I was, but I was being pretty negative the entire time. And they were making fun of me, and they're like, dude, stop being so negative. Stop being so pessimistic. You're just trying to reverse jinx this thing. And I'm like, no, it's, it's because I've seen this movie too many times. I have a bad feeling about how this one's going to end. And I was kind of saying that for a while. Anyway, about three minutes before Kramerich scored, I could tell the wheels were falling off. A little bit. And I turned to my older brother and I said, we're probably going to get hit on the counter and it's probably going to be Kramerich. And it was. <laughs> Two minutes later. I mean, if I remember correctly, this this play starts with Shup driving towards the box and misplaying a pass is intercepted. Yes. Launches a Hoffenheim counter. Babu picks up the ball in his own half. Okay, and then dribbles, as you say, through multiple Schalke defenders. I think it was Mascarell 
that he just broke his ankles yeah. initially. Yes. Maskerog was flying out of your picture. He's out. And then was it Sane? Yeah. Who who went to ground, couldn't stop it. Babu gets the shot off. Nuble makes a great save. Uh, but it bounces over to the left side of the box to, you know, two different Hoffenheim players are there virtually unmarked. And uh Kramerich puts that one away. Um you know, Nuble did everything he could on that one. I mean, maybe you could say he should have deflected it somewhere where there weren't Hoffenheim players. I think that's a little harsh. I think Nubel did everything he could to keep that one out. Um, the fact that, you know, Baby drove this thing from his own half all the way right to the edge of the box to get that shot off is, is pretty bad. Um, yeah, and then, you know, just like that, 1-0. After 70 minutes of being relatively in control of this game, with a bunch of good moves that looked like we should have had a better shot on the end of it and taking the lead. We just could not take our chances. And if you let a team hang around long enough, they're going to do that eventually. It, it was a matter of time. And not only that, they grew confident and became and got more and more counters after that. Uh, for the next you know, 10, 15 minutes, it was just constantly, constantly Hoffman coming down and attacking us. Um, it wasn't until the 85th minute though they finally got their other goal. And it was to Bibu, the man of the match. Um, it was that play where I saw this, that boy went, you know, he dove trying to get this pass that, that Bibu got. Bibu got it, and he goes down the left-hand side. I think Kramer's going down the right-hand side, but he took Sané one-on-one and just took a shot, low left side. I mean, Nubel didn't even move, and he had no chance at that. Um, two nothing, just like that. I mean, that was the whole second half there. I mean, it was just constant counterattacks. Counter, I mean, it was, they were bound to score another goal, just the way they were going. Yeah, so that goal comes from John Joe Kenny. Uh, playing a poor ball down the right hand side, and then Kenny pushes all the way up, like like runs after it and tries to get it back. So he's kind of out of the play at that point. And this ball gets played from I think I forget which Hoffenheim player picks it up. Could have been Hubner, I don't know. Um, and he plays uh, like a through ball to the middle of uh, of the pitch, uh, right to Babu, and um, for unknown reasons, yeah, as you say, Stambouli comes flying out. Like, Stambouli is, I mean, I, I, I'm sure he was pushed up a little bit because, you know, our, our defenders were closer to midfield um, because we were in possession. But he comes flying out and attempts this wild challenge, which he just misses completely. And then Bebu is, is through. There's only Sané basically between him and goal. Bebu cuts in on his right foot, shoots it between, I think it was maybe Mascarell and Sané and, and pass Nubel, and it's 2-0, it's good night, game over. Uh not going top of the league. Yeah, and all Stambouli really had to do is not make that dive and just run back and at least help out, and then they would have they would have had the numbers going defensively. So, <sighs> not top of the league, as you said. Um, we fall to seventh place after everything's shaken out. Um, yeah, and so it's not the way you want to go into a derby. Um, though we've seen the flip side where we've gone into a derby nice with a nice big victory, and then we stunk up the joint. So uh, maybe it's a good omen. I don't know. Um, but uh, two nothing. We lose, lose our chance to go to the top of the table uh, with everybody, everybody else falling in the top, uh, top of the table. We, uh, yeah, now we are, we have been jumped by our by our rivals. We are playing this weekend coming up. Um, we better see, we better have a better performance. We better have some lineup changes. And I'm not just talking about you know seeing Sardar and McKinney. I'm talking about up top. I mean, I think we both been talking about this all game long, specifically you. Uh, but 
uh, something needs to happen because we need pace in that game. We absolutely need pace in that game, and the way it's been set up thus far, it's not gonna it's not gonna end well if if we don't have that pace. Yeah, I mean, this Bundesliga season has just been a bunch of people standing outside a door saying, after you, no, after you, no, after you. I mean, just like somebody go through the thing and and just like grab a hold of this league, please. Please don't let it be Bayern. Yeah. Bayern is giving the Bundesliga every opportunity to have a new champion crowned. And they did I, I, swear to, I swear to God if Bayern wins the league this season, I swear to God. Anyway, um, yeah, not not the couple results that you would like to have us have going into an important match against Dortmund. Dortmund one point ahead of us currently in fourth place at 15. Um, a loss to Dortmund would see them go four points clear um, and potentially to the top of the league, yeah. depending on what happens above them. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think I think overall, you you probably feel decent. Um, you know, as we say, it's 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 cliche, and there's probably a bunch of data that says it's not true. But form goes out the window in in these derbies. It certainly seems to be the case. Um, I mean, look at look at the four two last spring. Yeah, you know, exactly. Dor- Dortmund trying to win a title, Schalke trying to stave off relegation, and just you know, pretty handily won that one. Um, we're in a much better place than we were last season. So hopefully with, you know, the improved tactical mind of, of David Wagner and, and what, what appears to be a much better drilled team this season, uh, we have a chance of grabbing this one. I'm sure that would be the boost that we're looking for right now. It'd be nice to be hop up the table a little bit and, you know, have the next few months to lord that over our rural region rivals. Um, you going to one of the watch parties for this yeah. one? There's going to be, what, five of them? Legends Bar and Grill in New York, Dorner Bistro, Leesburg, Virginia. That'd probably be the one that you would hit up, correct? Yes. And then uh, the two in Columbus, Shrunken Head and Germania Columbus. And then, of course, uh, Amsterdam Tavern, who I think I've like flirted with going to a watch party there on this podcast maybe four consecutive times in a row and haven't made it down. Um, Even when they didn't have... have watch parties there, you were like, I'm going to go down. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I might I might have to finally end that streak and head down this weekend. We'll see. No no promises, but maybe I'll make an appearance down in down in St. Louis. Um We should we should both try to go, man. We should both yeah. try to go. If anyone's gonna go, everyone listening, if you this is the weekend to go. This is the Derby. Uh and, and obviously we are teaming up with Schalke and Umbro to uh bring you the Choose Blue campaign. Uh, you've obviously seen videos from Jack already. Uh, promoting the campaign, I have as well, um, and Chaka obviously with their on the website and Umbro as well. So um, the way it works is pretty simple. Uh, use the hashtag #ChooseBlue. Highlight not only why you should, why you know why others should choose uh, Shalka for the Derby and for months to come and years to come, but also highlight why you why you are a fan of the team, why you love the team so much. Um, you know, you if you want to do the video, if you do the audio, or just send a tweet, just. Uh, let us know. Uh, we're gonna give. It's gonna be a giveaway with this, right? Umbro is gonna help us with the, with the giveaway. So, uh, get, send your tweets in, and the, and the winners will be chosen uh, after all is said and done. And uh, hopefully, in the next podcast, we can uh, 
um, not only announce winners, but um, bring bring some of the voices of the people uh, and why they love Schalke so much. Because uh, we should be blue. We should not be any other color, uh, especially next weekend. Uh, so Derby weekend, let's get up for it. Let's go. That is correct. I believe uh, SO4 Columbus Twitter account posted a lovely video today, which I, yeah. which I enjoyed quite a bit. So I met I, I met him. I saw him again at uh, we went to the uh, U.S. Men's National Team watch party in D.C. here, uh, and so he was out he was out there, and we we talked it up, and I said, "Well, I'm going to get you for a video," and then uh, we we tagged him in the after your video, and uh, he responded kindly, and uh, it was a great video there. So. Glad to see six uh, one Shaka O four with uh, with the response. They're going to be at the in Columbus as well. So you know, go to that watch party if you're in that area. Uh, we're going to have people all over uh, supporting Shaka. Shaka US is going to be all over the all over the map too. So uh, come out and and support the club. Be with your be with your, be with your family. Be with your community. Uh, should be a fun event, Jack. Uh, I'm getting amped for it. Let's forget about this last game and move on. This has been uh, cathartic, if nothing else. I've been laying on my couch the whole time. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> Therapy session. <laughs> laying on your back with your mic, just holding it up. Yeah, I like that. It's a good. It's great. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I'm not enjoying a little whiskey right now. So, um, yeah, I, I'm amped though. Let, let's go. Let, let, uh, Revere Derby. I mean, one of the one of the great rivalries in world football. Um, and the recent editions of it have not disappointed whatsoever. They, they've all been good games. Um, you know, even even last December's edition where we lost two uh, one was was a good watch. I was in Columbus for that one. Yeah. Um. So definitely, definitely appointment viewing. Uh, kicks off what nine thirty Eastern time on it Saturday. It does on Saturday. That would be perfect because if I end up heading down to St. Louis, that gives me time to drive back to Chicago. I got some Halloween parties to attend that there evening. There you go. Uh, you know, hopefully our position in the table isn't too spooky after that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> jokes for days. I mean, that's the kind of A plus comedy you tune in to listen to for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just end this thing, dude. I can't even think anymore. I'm just so worn out from this. Anyway, but yeah, I'm, I'm hyped. Let's go. Yep, yep. Choose blue, everyone. Use that hashtag and make sure you uh, tell us why you love Shaka. Um, before we wrap this up, make sure you sign up for the Shaka US newsletter. Uh, it's quick and it's easy and it comes out monthly, so uh, make sure you sign up for that. On that note, keep tuning in each week as we bring you the latest from the Royal Blues. We want to thank Shaka, Fox Soccer, and uh, more importantly, Shaka US and Umbro for uh, the, the giveaways that are coming up this week with the Choose Blue campaign. Um, if there are any topics you'd like us to discuss, send us a tweet at Shock America. We want to give a special shout-out not only to our good friends at NBC4 Nashville for their support, Jack, uh, but as well as uh, Eric and uh, Steve. We, uh, you're out there. We'll give you a big shout-out for that. Um, as always, hashtag Freakatuchu, Jack. Where can our followers find you? At J.M. Mangan on Twitter, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N. Uh yeah, free, and I cannot stress this enough, Katushu. <laughs> Absolutely. And once again, I am your host, Richard Carmen. You can find me on Twitter as well at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Until the next pod comes, my friends, stay ready, and we'll be with you soon. Shoes. Shoes.